From the Thunheim Studios in Minneapolis, this is the Rethinking Podcast. I'm Pat Milan, and with me is Mark Addix, the former Chief Marketing Officer from General Mills, and now the CEO of Minova Summit. Mark Addix, thanks for being here. Thank you. Uh, former Chief Marketing Officer, General Mills, been gone by what, two? Two and two, a half years. Two and a half years. General Mills, the food business, the industry, the culture, everything has to be centered on the consumer. What's that like? It's exciting because, you know, marketing drives everything. Um, that means you define the market, whether it's breakfast, whether it's yogurt, whether it's an afternoon occasion, but you define the market, you define the consumers, um, the segment, but you just, and you also define a brand champion, like somebody you're going to focus on and market to who you must win with and who must advocate. And it's, um, you know, for the things I love about marketing, it is, um, uh, you focus on the consumer behaviors around that, and you focus on how you help motivate the consumer behaviors that include purchasing the product. And you and you called it a brand champion, but and and who knows if what I saw was ever really real. But I remember seeing the brand champion for Cheerios. I mean, you had a picture of this person. Totally, you we had a name, a name, a photo, an age, an age. Um, you know what their favorite brands are. You know where they live. You know, and you're not just in a food category. You're in their broader life. You know and everything. With everything about revolving around that, the consumers at the center. Absolutely. So now, for how long have you been poking around the healthcare industry? Well, indirectly, yeah. I've been poking around. You know, I ran the Cheerios business twice in my career, and it. Um, you know, there's a part of Cheerios that's fundamentally about health and wellness. Mm -hmm. So, and there are many times we'd partner with other kind of health and wellness sure. companies uh, and we'd make health claims across many of the brands. So I've, I've been poking around health for a while. But actu the actual industry talking to the players probably since the bid for Expo. For Absolutely. Right. Yes. Probably since the Expo bid. Uh, opened kind of a whole nother set of doors. And I can honestly say in the last year, I think I've met, a, if not everybody, a lot of people in health, yeah. certainly in Minnesota, but I would say across the nation, even in some great conversations around the globe. And when you compare where companies like General Mills are that have the consumer at the center, and you look at the healthcare industry, and I know that's a big tag, the healthcare industry. Right. How far away is healthcare from the food industry in terms of putting the consumer at the center? Um, I don't mean this critically, but they're miles away. And I think that is because of the way the industries have grown up and um, they're structured and the investments have been around conditions or industry types. And I think we're coming into the world today um, largely driven by digital and social technology where consumers want to be now center of the health conversation. They want to monitor their health. They want to make sure that they've thought about everything regarding the health or the health of somebody they care about. They want to be front and center for their own health. But how far are they from front and center um, in most of the pieces of healthcare that they at least know and touch? 
I think they are on the side, and I can speak to that even for my own. This summer I had a major health challenge, and, you know, you're a patient, and you almost feel like you're observing. I want to read you something from a Forbes article that was in May, and they made the observation, uh, and I'll just read it to you. The forces that have disrupted other service industries, from retail to travel to media, have only made tentative inroads into healthcare. Healthcare has managed to avoid the disruption that appears to be surrounding every industry. And maybe it's surrounding it, but it sure isn't seeming to make any inroads. It's, is that a fair? It's fair, very fair. I think it's, I mean, my observation is just starting now. And what's so exciting about right now um, from a broader landscape is you have the traditional players and they've seen what's happened to other industries. And they have a choice. They can partner and innovate in a way that other industries didn't, or they can be disrupted. And 10 years from now, we'll be talking about very different players doing uh, the heavy load on health. I was at a conference at Stanford earlier this year. There was so much technology, incredible amounts of innovation, money that was ready to flow to it. And it was an interesting moment when that was going on, Pamela Peel from UPMC, a very innovative group out of Pittsburgh hospital system, she stood up and she said, the problem is, and this is the quote, we all love innovation, but we hate change. <laughs> very well said. <laughs> I mean, it is interesting when you think about it. I mean, here we are looking at AI into healthcare. The other observation she made was we were looking at people with products that could use drones to deliver meds to tough to reach places. And she said, the problem is that the information for the drone will be sent by a fax machine. The single <laughs> biggest user of fax machines is the healthcare industry. Uh, Jody Hubler, who's a person I admire, she's the managing partner of Limheim Ventures, and she's been pretty fearless in investing in new businesses and, and the like. Um, she has said to me many times, you know, we have all of this new technology, all of these incredible ideas that we can actually do today, but we're building them on the chassis of a Flintstone car. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's really good. So you've been on the side with the consumer at the center. You've been all you've been around healthcare, as you said, with all of products and, and making health claims and other things around the food side. And now you have Minova Summit. Is this the attempt to bridge the gap to get the consumer at the center? It is the attempt to bridge the gap. It is the attempt to have – it's a couple things. But from my past that you're talking about, it is an attempt to bring the consumer into the conversation, to bring a broader audience into the conversation, to give us a platform for – having people from different subsectors see each other mm -hmm. or from technology or consumer world to traditional health, look at each other and say, hey, we could do this together. Have we ever thought of X or Y? It's really meant to broaden the conversation of all things health. I think today, and you hear this from the traditional players, it's not just about care. In fact, there are some people who would like to say if we do things differently and much better at the front end in the communities we live in, 
on the individual basis, what we eat, what we do, how we sleep, we may never need care on the back end. Um, this is about a larger definition of health and a larger conversation of people towards innovating quickly and improving the health of everyone on the so planet. So maybe that explains when you go to the website or you look at the materials about the conference, because I will tell you, I had a little bit of an out-of-body experience reading the MANOVA schedule. I had this kind of weird disconnected feeling because I knew going in, Global Summit on Healthcare, but I take a look at the list of people that are presenting, <laughs> and I was thinking there's been a mistake. I mean, the companies that are represented are not ones that typically come to mind. I mean, I'm looking at the schedule. One of the early speakers is from a cell phone brand, Verizon. Right. You've got a lot of players outside the normal circles. Yes. I'm taking from you, that's on purpose, that's a big part of what that's That's definitely about. on purpose because an enlarged definition of health, Verizon can play, Verizon and several of these uh, players can play a large role in passively or actively monitoring your health at any given time. And they want to play that role. And they have the technology to do that. They're not just a phone. They're the mobility of you. And so how do we put that into the equation of your health? How about FedEx? I'm just looking through the list, and I'm, these are not the usual suspects. No, FedEx, UPS, um, these are also uh, logistics will be a big factor in the global uh, delivery of care. Uh, when you, How quickly you can move an organ from this country to that country. Um, this is going to be a major investment and an infrastructure investment. One of the early ways I heard it connect, uh, talked about was that it was the intersection of retail and healthcare. Is that still true? It does feel that way when you look at how it's being assembled. It's, it's more than that, okay. I would say. I think it is the convergence of traditional health players and, and practices with what I call empowered consumers meaning they feel empowered, they feel like they should be in the middle of the conversation, they have technology that empowers them and opens things to them. So traditional health care and practices with empowered consumers with a whole range of new technologies, including big data, blockchain, artificial health, and then new platforms of engagement and retail. How do you avoid the trap of summits? Because you know what happens with summits, right? We all go to them. It's really interesting. Get excited. Kumbaya. Hold hands. And go back to the old system and the old problems. Sure. And how, how do you advance beyond fabulous conversations to change happening? I think there's a couple things I would say about that is um, I think we're living in a really – the whole reason why – Manova, one of the reasons why to, we want to do Manova now, I think, is we're living in a world that's moving very quickly. And as you say, people can get locked into the tunnel of their own work culture and their own work kind of schedule. And people are increasingly using South by Southwest, Expo West, TED Talks, consumer electronics show they're using these places of convening to actually park their imaginations and to put together and sketch out their innovation as they're hearing it because the other players are sitting next to them and so part of what we want to do with the networking events um, with the way we structured the program 
and then probably what the content will deliver after the after Manova mm-hmm. is actually physically over um, is we want to be the sponsor and the platform for people taking an action step, not just coming away feeling inspired, which, by the way, is pretty important. Um, can, set, you be a, can you be a catalyst, do you think? Yeah, yeah absolutely a catalyst for that. So big, big ideas, lofty goals. It all goes according to plan five years from now, ten years from now. What's your greatest hope for the legacy of a Manova Summit? Well, the greatest hope would be to be, for me, ten years from now, to be somewhere and pick up, um, go on my tablet and start scanning through The Economist or something and have someone be talking about an innovation that started at Manova. That would be a dream. You know, they would to say, like, I heard this person speak and we grabbed them afterwards and we did this and that's where this came from. That is would be the biggest dream. The other dream would be that on its own, if it is a catalyst and it should be a catalyst and becomes even more of a catalyst in ways we can't imagine right now, that, you know, 10 years from now, it is an annual calendar event that people feel like they've got to be at either to recharge to reboot to repartner um you know i have a lot of admiration for south by southwest what it's done with consumers and technology um perhaps i shouldn't say this but my one one place that they haven't developed a practice in is health and wellness their health and wellness track has pretty much stayed the same, if not decreased. I think they have such a big imprint and a set of programs that that's why we felt like that's a separate thing, and it should be a separate thing. How do we follow the summit? You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us. Uh, there'll be Instagram. <laughs> there'll yeah. be so it's virtually- hash, hashtag Manova Summit. I Correct. think is what you're yeah. going with, and yeah. there is a website manovasummit.com. So uh, best of luck. Thank Thanks for you. taking this time. I know it's a crazy time, and you've got a great <laughs> lineup of speakers. We do have a great lineup. I, I have to put in a plug. Um, one of the younger new team members came in the other night, and she said to me, um, you know, Mark, you keep saying 70-plus world-class speakers. I counted them. There's actually 103. I was like, we have 103 people coming? Okay. Well, we're going to put them all. Okay. It's like, no wonder this feels like a night, you know, a nightmare of scheduling. Okay. So there'll be a lot for the first year. Starts Monday, October 8th. You got it. In Minneapolis. Please be there. Best of luck. Yeah, we'll have fun. Thank you. Thank you. And if you cannot attend the Manova Summit, you can follow us on Twitter at Team Tunheim. We'll be covering the conversations and we'll post a podcast each day as we reach out to the people and the organizations who are working to disrupt healthcare with a focus on putting the consumer at the center of the model. Again, follow us on Twitter at Team Tunheim, hashtag Manova Summit. From the Tunheim Studios, this is Pat Milan.